went to the back of the garage. You looked in that box. You found those cleats. Yeah. You knocked the dust off of them. You got on your bicycle and with the morning sun, you rode towards the football field knowing that it was time to suffer. It's time to start football practice. The summer's over. But then you just ended up in the sausage hut. No! Yes! And whenever you land in the sausage hut, you'll find Johnny Kobasa, JohnnyKobasa.com. I'm on the Mark Aram show. Well, I'm uh, I'm also on Instagram. Johnny Kobasa Rocks just released a brand new video this week. Twitter, Johnny Kobasa. Go back and listen to all of the podcasts that we've done. We've over 200, and most all of them are about nothing at all. They don't age. They're evergreen, man. So most of them, except the Game of Thrones stuff and, you know, most of the football stuff. But you could go back and rewind and see how right we were about the about the fantasy football stuff. And you know what? That means, everybody. The first day of football is upon us. Time to head to the practice field for all the big boys reporting this week. And that can only be that we're bringing in the commissioner of all of North America and parts of Europe for a brand new season of football. <laughs> Just kicking it started here. Helmets and shoulder pads and shorts. Mishy, what's going on, man? If you cannot hear me through uh, uh, the, the helmet I'm wearing right now, too bad. I'll take the mouthpiece out, and that's about it. Summer practice. Let me tell you, if you ain't in shape walking into camp, you don't belong on a football field. What is this, 1958 Detroit? Bobby Lane coming out saying, hey, that was a good three months of eating and drinking. Let's get in shape. No, no, no. You show up in shape, Mr. Kilbasa. You show up in shape. What do you think about that? Oh, I I think you're right. You know, because you you, you got to be in shape 12, 12 months out of the year if you're a professional athlete. There's no getting out of shape. You know, that's funny. When you say 12 months, it almost sounds arbitrary. There are a few schools of thought about that, Mr. Kilbasa. And what are those? And at times, uh, what we'll be talking about is replacement players because my guys got hurt. And Michi, yours truly, at Michi 108, um, whatever device or platform that is, we have a feeling here at, at the House of Mish that uh, sometimes year-round training is will become a detriment to an athlete. Um, it can come in the form of hamstrings. It can come in the form of ACLs. It could be your ankle. Um, usually lower body stuff. Um, the school of thought that uh, has developed, as you well know, is the great Bo Jackson school of thought. Mr. Bo Jackson. You may say to yourself, America, what does Bo Jackson know? Well, I will tell you. Mr. Kabasa, can you answer what Bo knows? Uh, Bo knows just about everything. And Bo knows football. Bo Jackson is one of the big proponents of year-around training for young athletes. Meaning, Mr. Kabasa, you were a phenomenal javelin thrower, if I remember. You were on the uh, rowing team the swim team the diving team 
the chess club and the debate club, as well as being an all-state running back in your uh, native state, America, you can guess. It was a small school, you know, small school. A lot of kids had to play. You know, you can can blame someone for that, but the fact remains, you put in the work. And what I mean is, Bo Jackson wants you to work 364 days a year. The one day you get off, I don't know what that is, but you get a day off, one day a year. So if you wanted to be a young basketball player, you'd be hooping it up 24-7 year-round in modern times. When we were young people, the idea was to play all the sports, to be well-rounded athletically. And because of the big money, Odell Beckham, because of the big, big money, Odell Beckham, the idea that these young people are dedicating so much to an individual sport for so long. And it's it to me, I disagree with it because you need to be a little more well-rounded. Not how many players go to play pro football? How many players get their big contract? My question tonight is, as you said, people, all the players are reporting and how it relates to fantasy football is the names that are not reporting. And it's a, it's it's the start of a new season. I didn't mean to get off track there with uh, young people and growing up playing sports. But these young people who are playing pro football, the ones we look at now on the television, on the video, on the box of many, many screens and many, many types. These guys are very young and they've been playing this sport for a long time. And it's all they know. And it's great. And at the same time, it's not very well-rounded. There are individuals who break, break that mold. There are individuals who are broken by this mold. And I will step off my soapbox right now. Let's talk about some fantasy football, Mr. Kibasa, shall we? And we're coming at you live here from the Sausage Hut, debuting. He can't hear it himself, but Mishy's brand new theme song. Here it is, everybody. Here we go. Mishy. there you go <laughs> the mishy theme song that was wonderful thank you that was wonderful. can't wait to hear it you're immortalized you're you're the first i'm in the theme song uh i'm second, in the world of theme third, songs man you're the fourth person in sausage hut history to get a theme song no i remember fifth. i can i appreciate that so very much and fifth. uh I can tell fifth. Yeah, fifth. Even better. Even better. Even better. I have uh that's about the third or fourth song ever written about me like that. Never a theme song though. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's a, it's the opening credits to your new uh what is it, sitcom or mockumentary mockumentary series? Mockumentary perhaps, because yeah. I do tend to uh, have a little fun. There was a uh, song about ten years ago called uh the Mishy song. And um, it had a function of music called Mishy. 
around this time um, this wicked 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 guitar bit in it and uh that was uh, aside from this presentation and production man, that was the last time i had a song about me that's fantastic america how many of you had more than one song about you come on now there's a guitar part for you there you go play it out for who is that Here we uh, go. is that johnny cobas on the guitar Johnny K on the ones and twos. Breaking it down. Let Number two, allegedly, Ezekiel Elliott did not get on the Cowboy team plane to go to train in California because he's not going to show up either. Mr. Kilbasa, those are two of the top five running backs in fantasy football last year. And how are you, Mr. Kilbasa, as a fantasy football intelligentsia? How are you going to approach these guys who are holding out this year? Did you learn anything from Le'Veon Bell last year? And in a quick moment or two here in the first day of practice, what should we, the sporting public, seeing Melvin Gordon and Ezekiel Elliott not showing up to camp? Day one fireworks across the NFL today, everybody. Ezekiel Elliott. Gonna sit it out. He's gonna sit out the whole year. <laughs> that's that. That is. Uh, he's gonna do what Le'Veon Bell did last year. Yep. He's gonna sit out the whole year, and I would love every second of it because the flying savant. What do you think about it? You're in the uh, you're in the Melvin Gordon business. I'm in the business of Melvin Gordon, and I'm to understand that Mr. Gordon is the guy um, who somehow, some way. Can, is with a team that's going to play hardball with them. And the uh, the team from uh, whatever town they play in, the Chargers, they are not they are not the team that spends a lot of money. They're playing analytics and money ball. And it is a case where, much like last year, we're going to be um, – um, um, what's the word I'm looking for when I miss something? We are not going to get – Two fantastic football players at the height of their powers at the running back position. We're not going to get to see him again this year. If the Le'Veon Bell situation is repeated and one of these two fellas are are candidates, both are candidates, but one of those two may very well walk down that same door. There could be a trade for Gordon. I don't see Elliott going anywhere, but there's a potential that Gordon could be moved, but I, I'm good. I think that 25 and 24 and 26 year old athletes, I want to see them play. And in this world, you got to pay them. And the analytics say, oh, we can't pay the running backs. And I disagree with that so very much. America, you can say what you want to about Moneyball, but Ezekiel Elliott's a stud. He's a Hall of Fame style running back. And he is not going to be the fourth, fifth, sixth. Eighth highest player 
paid on his team when he's supposed to get his new contract makes no sense to me. You can argue he's only going to be there for a couple years, and then I'll say let's get some accounting done and figure this out. Pay this man. And the same can be said about Mr. Gordon, who doesn't have the gaudy numbers, but is a touchdown maker, a fantasy football stud. And pay this man while he's still here. And they're not going to do it. The world has changed, and they are not going to do it. And how is that going to impact my fantasy strategy? America, we have a keeper league, and I am a big fan because Melvin Gordon is on my team. Right now, I have no instance of thinking about, caring about, or even entertaining the thought of keeping Melvin Gordon. Normally, he would be my number one guy. He'd be your number one guy at running back. And to win in fantasy football, you need number one running back. My goodness. And right now, I don't have him on my keeper list, Mr. Kilbasa. Can't do it. Can't do it. I have to, I can be, you know, make arrangements. But if he shows up super late, I'm not keeping him. Super late players showing up have a tendency to get those, you know, uh, terrible leg injuries, whatever. They, I just don't trust it. And if these holdouts go for more than Eh, say halfway through the preseason, which is of course a long time away. But if these holdouts go on, America, you got to be mighty careful about your draft value. And as we move along, we will cover running backs. I'd like to cover running backs tonight, and and we'll talk more about it as we go along. Thoughts, comments, Mr. Kobasa. Thoughts, comments, America. Question mark. Question mark. At Michi One Hundred Eight. At Johnny Kilbasa. I'm I'm can trying to convince forward, myself, I'm trying to convince myself that you can win at fantasy football without a- emphasizing running backs. You are uh, barking up the wrong tree and playing losing fantasy football. Just like uh, just like the owners aren't aren't uh, putting enough importance on them. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to put more you know, importance on wide receivers and quarterbacks. There is a certain um, dollar figure that has been applied through variations on mathematical equations and uh, Joe nerd and Jane nerd and all the, uh, I hate to use the word nerd, but I'm going to all these nerds, these analytic nerds, dumb, dumb and dumber. You can do all the math you want, but there is a, a value to the men who are playing football to know that if you need two and a half yards, there's a guy like Johnny Kilbasa in my backfield that's going to get me free. Mentally, it gets your mind right. It's a team game. It's not an analytic game. Once it's on the field, yeah, you can call XYZ plays and call it analytics, but the guys on the field have to execute. And I think I'd be much happier with him. Boston in my backfield rather than him holding out his men today. That's what I feel. You know what I'm saying, Mr. Kilbasa? Yes, indeed. I'm, I'm, I'm laying, laying in your laying in your theme song a track at a time while you're breaking it down. And the sausage hut, everybody. Did that intern can cut and paste and make this almost like a, a cogent conversation on my part. That'd be wonderful. Holy cow, that'd be wonderful. 
You want to talk running backs and you want to talk about our favorite uh, division in the National Football League, fantasy football-wise, Mr. Kabbalah. Cogents. Cogents is overrated, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Got to draw a circle, Mr. Kielbasa. One must make a circle to get to the start to the finish. You're just going to say, I mean, you're pretty much saying, okay, welcome to a brand new season. It's all about the running backs and don't even think it's not. I think that for me, the difference in winning and losing will come down to having the right running backs. There's no question in fantasy football. There is no question. And I just want I have to uh, I've had, I have experimented. I've had years where I played for fun and just tried different philosophies out. And, you know, it's like playing chess. Do you want to play a, like an Arabic game of chess? You want to play a Russian game of chess? How do you want to play? So, you know, you try these things out and you learn about them. And the the idea of trying to win with just wide receivers and grandma and grandpa in the backfield in fantasy football don't get it done. Don't believe the hype. Don't listen to the hype. You're here with Michi, and I'm about to set you straight. Thank you very much. And if you do believe the hype and you want to go the other way, I've been certainly interested in seeing how that season of yours progresses. I hope you're man enough and uh, humble enough to say, oh, shit, Michi, I was way wrong. Now, I'm not speaking specifically about Johnny Kilbasa, but maybe I am. After all, because you can't do that and win, Mr. Kilbasa. You cannot do that and win. It's just the math is bad. The math, that analytic math doesn't work. Doesn't work. Not in the least bit. Um, as you recall, last season, I had two great running backs. I was, I was dominating. Dominating. You know, I had Aaron Rodgers on my squad, and Aaron Rodgers wasn't worth, yeah, he, was, he wasn't worth, like, the cheese on a cheese head in Green Bay, Wisconsin last year. Mm. And I still, you know, was busting it out. Why? Because I had the two of the top four running backs, fantasy football-wise, up until week 10. Killing you guys. And that's the way it works. That's a real-time, uh, real-world um, point of view. I'm telling you, people. I'm telling you. Try to get your running backs. And – I would like to talk about running backs because early on I have scouted my running backs. I am working on my quarterbacks and thinking about wide receivers as the pro games training camp has opened for most teams today and will certainly um, tomorrow. Everyone will be at work. So I got my running backs in and I'm working on my, uh, again, the other skill positions in fantasy football, America, what kind of happy scouting are you getting done? Oh. I know you listen to the Sausage Hut. Looking for uh, listening to that guffaw. Oh, happy, happy scouting. We got so, six weeks of this. Six weeks. Oh. Six weeks of happy scouting. So what do you do in fantasy football? You don't devour the information just to look at the green grass in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, or Florham Park, New Jersey, or what's the name of that town in Ohio? Berea. 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 Wasn't there a uh, is there a uh, like an Italian spaghetti sauce named after that place? Maybe that was Chef Boyardee. I thought that was my grandpa. What? Uh, one of Sorry, those. I, just, <laughs> I, I may I may I may have given away too much information right there, there, Mr. Kobasa. Anyway. <laughs> 
the um you know it's lovely to see the guys at work it's lovely you know what do you do what do you follow as a fantasy football player this early guys are healthy guys are showing up guys who are in their contract year used to be pretty important now i'm not so sure anymore who what is the depth charts on your team is something you could begin to be looking at what new head coaches what new assistant coaches all this should have been done by now. I'm not saying you got to be me, but for me, this stuff's done. For you, the you know everyone else perhaps who's doing fantasy football, it's stuff you start to like spend five minutes on in the morning. Don't spend any more. Don't spend any less. And look at the injury reports. Very important. These young men going down like flies could, or these young men who are coming back, um, you need to know about. Who had surgery last year? Who's coming back from surgery? We'll cover all this as we go along. Believe you me, America. Believe you me, Mr. Kilbasa. Michi's mission in 2019. If I cannot win a championship, I'm going to damn try. You, America, you, Mr. Kilbasa, are going to win a championship. And my ego is good, man. I don't care, man. I'm happy. So I'm happy when you take yours. People listen to this, I'll be ecstatic when you take yours. Because we got to cut right here on the Let's talk about running backs before we get into our favorite subject, shall we? Let's talk about running backs. Fantasy running backs in the NFC. I'm going to do this quick, so get your crayons out. Washington Redskins, nothing. The G-Men, Shaquan Barkley, after that, nothing. Dallas Cowboys, I don't know, Brother brother Elliot, what you're going to do? I don't know yet, so we're still keeping an eye on that. And what I mean to tell you is if it's the RB2 or one of those backups, don't even think about it. Philadelphia Eagles are very intriguing. Keep your eye on the one, the kid they brought in from uh, the Bears. Keep your eye on their draft pick from Penn State. The problem in Philadelphia is we may not know who their running back is going to be maybe till week three, maybe till week five. Something to keep an eye on and keep those things in front of you. Let's move over. Minnesota Vikings have a pro uh, bowler in the backfield. Do you know the pro bowler's name in uh, the Minnesota Vikings to be? Is that, uh, Are you familiar with the young man's name? The quarterback? No, the running back young man. Stay on point. His name is Cook. Cook, you're, you're, you're a man. Oh, man, yeah. He, was, he disappointed me uh, for a long time. He's disappointed people for two years. Now, there's a fantasy thing about having my guys, and there's a fantasy thing about getting burned by having my guys. My opinion is people have been burned by Cook, and they're going to forget that now he's in his third year. His body has grown to a football player-sized body, and I'm expecting very big things from him. I've been telling the world there's another guy on draft in America Meanwhile, I'm telling him on everyone right now, Mr. Cook must be on Michi's team. Thank you. Thank you very much. Move to the Bears. Well, the Bears have a rookie running back, and the Bears brought in someone who's not going to play very long as to compete with them 
for that number one spot. But the Bears have a man named Tank Cohen. His name is Tariq, but I call him Tank Cohen, all five foot six and three quarters of him. Mr. Cohen, in the modern pinball world of, of pro football and fantasy football, I'm telling you right now, if there's a RB3 that I'm looking for, I'm looking for Tank Cohen. Because on any given week, he is going to light people up. Now we move forward. The Green Bay Packers, people like Aaron Jones, people like me don't trust Green Bay with a brand new quarterback, a brand new offensive coordinator, and an obstinate 1970s porno-making mustaching quarterback named Aaron Rodgers. I can see it not happening this year in Green Bay. Thank you very much. Aaron Jones is a fine player. I'm not drafting him this year. Go to Detroit. Nothing. Move on. Hey, hey. I believe one of my friends just showed up. We'll have to move forward. The Atlanta Falcons have Antonio Freeman coming back, Ito Smith, and I'll tell you what, anything on the Falcons that you get from running back I think is going to be a timeshare. Ito Smith is like an RB3 or 4. If you're drafting Freeman, good luck to you. Really, really, really good luck to you. New Orleans Saints have uh, Mr. Kamara, who had more touches than, uh, I don't know, than anybody perhaps last year. He had a lot of touches. He's a pro ball player. You, he's on your list. You have to take him. Do you agree with that one or not with Mr. Kamara? You see him, you take him. Yes. Yeah. Because Absolutely. the other guys, uh, what's his name's gone? Ingram's gone. Well, the, um, I'm going to come up to a name, and his name is Murray. And he was in Minnesota last year. And he is the RB2 now in New Orleans. In America, I have Murray on my must draft list from the New Orleans Saints. That's two guys right now I've given you. You must get. Why? Because unless Drew Brees gets very old very fast, the New Orleans Saints are still going to have a pretty potent offense. And they're going to run the ball. And Mr. Murray is going to get the ball at the end and in the end zone more times than not. Could be a the most tremendous fantasy value there is in the world. I have my high, Mr. Kabasi's. I'll go through my final list, but that young man is on my list. Tampa Bay. No one knows what's going on. New head coach, Jameis Winston, new OC. I'm going to have to learn about those. Peyton Talk Barber. About the, uh, yeah. And I think you have a player card for him as your 401k. Um, the Cardinals. I'm not trusting anything in the desert right now. David Johnson is a brand name. David Johnson had a good year two or three years ago. New coach, new quarterback, new system. <sighs> week one of treat, you know, week one of day one. Forget week one. Day one, they have to show me because I have no love there whatsoever. Now, I skipped. Uh, I skipped the Carolina club and went right to Arizona, and the the Crackalaka Panthers have a quarterback coming off shoulder surgery who is going to uh, everyone loves Cam Newton. Cam Newton's coming off some pretty major shoulder surgery. Will Christian McCaffrey be, you know, Christian McCaffrey's on the board right now. Yes. You're drafting him. You agree with that. Don't you? Well, I mean, not if I have the first, the high first round pick, I don't think uh, he's the best. Christian McCaffrey's a real nice football player. I'm looking for him actually to take a, a little bit of a slide, and I think Carolina is going to be awful and is going to cost the coach the job at the end of the year. You heard it here first. You did. Go out west. The Niners, 
have the imported guy, Mr. Coleman from the Falcons. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Michy has him very high on his board. Don't worry about the guy from last year. Don't worry about Burita. Mr. Coleman is going to be a great player this year. Here's the question America wants to know. What's the story with Todd Gurley out there with the Rams? Any any insight there, Mr. Cabasa? Is Gurley's knee done? Is he going to play? Is it all just smoke and mirrors and he's the best pro football player there is? What do you see happening with Todd Gurley? I see him not being enough to carry the team, and my man, Jared Goff, throws 60 touchdowns. That's beautiful. So, America... All the hype about Todd Gurley, Mr. Cabasa says, what? Mr. Cabasa says, go the other way. Let Gurley be someone else's problem. And I got to tell you, I can agree with that 100%. I mean, nobody's getting, nobody's able to get Gurley because everybody's keeping him. He's if, not, uh, not going to be that, on them. Now, look, now, look, if you had Todd Gurley and he doesn't do anything during the preseason, barely shows up to practice, they continue to monitor him. As if he were, uh, who, who would they monitor? Joseph Stalin on his deathbed in, in the Kremlin. You know, is he alive? Is he a live comrade? Is he not a live comrade? Do we put him under ice? Do we just put him in a glass thing so people must see him? Please, what are you going to do with Gurley? You're going to let him be someone else's problem. I'm telling you. Now. But in you're Seattle, keeping him. You're who, keeping him, though. I don't have Todd Gurley, and if he was on my team right now, I'd be, I'd be, man, I would be doing that happy scouting and taking notes on what you and I are talking about tonight. Please, <laughs> mark it down. You know, put it on the bulletin board. Michi and Kibasa are very concerned out there, and so the question becomes, who's their RB two? That's what we have to watch for. Who is going to take that job and be the running back in that high-powered offense? Nobody, because girl, because they're just going to pass all the time. <laughs> well, I I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that, but you know that's just us. So we move on to Seattle, and whomever, if it's uh, whom whomever wins that number one job, both running backs, the one and the two, are going to get a lot of work. I'm concerned that. It'll be a flip-flop each week. Who's the guy? So I would be – I'm a little – I have the Seattle running back, RB1, is whoever that is. I have it on the list. I must admit. Rashad Penny. But you see, Penny's the number two right now. And if he wins the job, he wins the job. That's cool. But whoever wins it, Seattle runs the ball next to the Baltimore club. They're going to run – the last year they ran the ball. Actually, I think last year they ran the ball more than anyone. And they will continue to do so. Again, we spoke about Arizona, so that's it. America, that's the NFC. And in the NFC, we have Devin Cook, Mr. Adams in Green Bay, Mr. Coleman in San Francisco, my man Tank Cohen, whomever that Seahawk number one is, and my TD guy, Mr. Murray, the guy who's going to just – tomahawk all the touchdowns that's not the word what's the word when the guy scores one guy does the work and the other guy scores the touchdowns what's oh, that phrase i don't know i understand what you're saying but i didn't know that was a the thing uh in junior high school they used to call it bogart as in stop bogart in that joint there michigan you betcha you betcha 
And then, you know, and then the song came out past the Deutsche on the left-hand side. Puff, puff, pass, pass. Perfect. My God. So what I mean to say is Murray on the Saints is going to score a lot of fantasy points. He'll get you 10, 12 points standing on his head. And that's easy money. Keep him on your roster. Seahawk is Seahawk number one is to watch. You watch during the season. You'll flip flop. You may want, you know, you may have one or either. You'll get gold. Mr. Coleman, Mr. Adams, Ten Cohen, and Cook. One, two, three, four, five, six, six, six. Ah, ah, ah. Six NFC running backs on Michie's. Man, if they're coming up and it's time to draft them, you got to draft them. You want to know what round to take them in? No, that's up to you. Get your strategy right. Let's continue. What do you say, Mr. Kilbasa? <laughs> Go ahead, man. <laughs> well, I'm going to save the best for last in the AFC. I hope you don't mind that. Of course not. And I know, I wonder, what colored pencil did you use for the NFC when you took those notes, Mr. Kilbasa? Did you <laughs> use the traditional NFC blue? And are about to use the traditional AFC red. What is the story here? Yeah, that's definitely. But I'm using a whiteboard markers. Oh, that's fantastic. You know, when I say crayon, I do mean whiteboard or <laughs> grease marker, whatever you want. Yeah, whatever is most available. Yeah. You know, for me, it, it literally, you know, used to be a crayon. For Champ Hex, it still is a crayon. But he's a handy dandy guy. He gets like a board with some rollers, like a big you know, uh, wallboard, whatever the name, plywood, not plywood, whatever it is, wallboard. And he'll paint it white and he'll just crayon over it and put some good paint over it for the next year, take a picture and keep on using it. It's fantastic. He's got like dollies. He rolls it around when he's, whatever he's feeling creative doing his draft work. That's nice. But he does his, he does his draft work. And that's why I refer to his crayons. <laughs> running backs, running backs, running backs in the AFC, Mr. Kilbasa. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and not talk so much. I know that's hard, but I'm gonna try it anyway. Why? You want some music for Missy shutting up a little bit? No, I don't want you to on. shut up. You're not here to shut up. Just a little. Just a little. I'm gonna. I, I want this AFC to be more interactive. Is what I'm trying to tell you. Are you, are you ready there, Mr. Kilbasa? I'm ready. Fire away, Missy. I want you to win a championship. I do not need a passive Kilbasa. I need a motivated kielbasa. Uh, I mean, it's going to be hard when I. It's going to be hard for me to win the league when I'm playing the entire season under protest, and I will not be filling in my flex position out of protest if we use a flex. I'm not even going to talk about it. Thank you, (laughs) New England Patriots. That's that's news. That's news, everybody. That's news from Johnny Kielbasa. I'm going to play the whole year without the flex position in protest if there's a flex position. Secret sauce right there, man. Come on. Come on. We'll get, we'll have a we'll devote a whole hour to it, but let's stay on the running backs. People people we're gonna stay on the running backs. In the AFC East, Mr. Kilbasa. Yeah. Does New England have a fantasy relevant quarter a running back? Yes or no? They got uh Sonny Mitchell though, doesn't he? Isn't he healthy? He's coming off surgery. Yeah, he'll be good. And he's got timeshare with like Four other guys. The New York Jets, the New York football J E T S Jets. They have last year's holdout. They didn't. Now, Le'Veon Bell got paid. He didn't get paid what he was looking for. 
Le'Veon Bell, I mean, there are some scrub wide receivers who are getting paid more than Le'Veon Bell, America. Let's call a spade a spade here. Le'Veon Bell is with the New York football Jets. As you know, the drama of the Jets' new coach, Adam Bug-Eye Gase, is that... He hasn't coached one game in your year, already ripping him to shreds. What if he comes out and goes 4-0? Then the Jets will be 4-0. Good, very good, very good. But um, that's, you know, that's basically October 3rd when that would happen, or October 8th whenever that would happen. We got a long way to go, and it's day one. Adam Bug-Eye Gase is on record as saying, we don't want to pay for the running back position. We do not want Le'Veon Bell on this team. Adam Gase is an analytic money ball guy. So the square peg in the round hole principle is Le'Veon Bell is not going to be a good fit with Coach Gase and the New York football Jets, as talented as he is. Round then Gase is, a, Gase is a fool if he doesn't adjust. He's a fool. Well, there you have it. But the, I'm saying round peg, round peg, square hole here. And Le'Veon Bell will be a number one pick for many people. And that's probably completely risky. I hope I'm wrong. But in day one of uh, training camp, that's completely risky. And he is not, 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 I repeat, not on Mishy's list. Thank you very much. Miami Dolphins, is there anybody on that team that you would draft and, be, and trust as a running back in fantasy football? Yeah. If you went wide receiver heavy like some kielbasas I know want to think about doing, you will be left with like a one or both of the Miami Dolphin running backs, and you will not be playing fantasy football. And the same is true in Buffalo. Any idea who's going to be the starting running back in Buffalo this year? No idea. The answer is no. But I can say this, fantasy football fans. Is Shady still playing? Pardon? Is Shady still playing? Shady is still on the team. This conversation conversation that won't last very long, but that's in the future. (laughs) Um, Frank Gore is on the Buffalo Bills. The ageless one. The ageless Hall of Famer. I believe Frank Gore is now like the number four all-time running back in the National Football League. Really? (laughs) Something crazy like that. Yeah, really. (laughs) If you have a smartphone, America, you can look it up and and get us on like Instagram and let us know right now. Tell you what. So what? What does that mean? It means nothing. Means absolutely nothing. If you decide to go wide receiver heavy, go ahead and draft Frank Gore. He'll be your best bet because he'll be all that's left. Ugh. Oh my goodness! AFC South. We have some fun here, my friends. Do you, do you or do you not think, Mister Kibasa, that Leonard Fournette in Jacksonville is going to bounce back this year and be and be better than he ever has been? Is he healthy? Yes. Okay. And he hasn't been arrested this offseason. Just want you to know that. Oh, we still got it six weeks to go. Uh, you know, I follow America. Michi follows the police blotter, like, after the Super Bowl up until the first day of camp. I always look for the police blotter. What guys got arrested, what didn't. It's part of my offseason happy scouting. Put that one with a star next to it, people. Um, so answer the question, Mr. Kilbasta. Fournette, comeback player, fantasy relevant, yes or no to you? 
Does he have anything around him? Who's who did did Nick Foles go to Jacksonville? He did indeed. Then then actually uh there might be a chance there cuz I think Foles is going to be he's going to be a sleeper this year. I think he's going to have a good year. He's got a lot All to right. prove as being okay. the starting quarterback. I get the feeling I just heard the scratches of that whiteboard writing Leonard Fournette at the House of Kilbasa. It won't uh, the flying what? savant keep him though? No, not a chance. Or did he drop him last year? Now, Fournette um, has been in trouble and um, has not performed. I would doubt that he would be any on anyone's one, two, or three keeper list. Depends if you have any or not. Leonard Fournette could be, you know, we'll certainly see in the preseason. But right now, I would say Fournette is closer to 20 in terms of rankings than he is near 10. As you know, America, I don't pay attention to anyone else's rankings. I do my own. You'll hear that list in a minute. So, I like Fournette, and he is on my list. Another guy on my list is number 25 uh, on your program, number one in your hearts for the Indianapolis Colts, Mr. Mack. Mm. I like that kid. I think the Colts have got a great team, and they're going to be running the ball late in the games because they'll be killing people. I think Mr. Mack is a rock solid. Put that one in magic marker. I, I, waste, I wasted a high pick on him last year, and he blew it. You were a year early. Yep. You were a year early on him. Um, that's my opinion. So we can come and go there. But I um, I have him on my team, and if, like I said, Mr. Gordon's not showing up, I'm keeping Mac. I'm taking my guy early, and I'm not spending any, any reasonable doubt of losing him. My opinion. Um, the Houston Texans. Um, sure, if you go wide receiver heavy, you can end up with a Houston, Texas running back. That's fabulous. Can we move on? Because they suck. They can't get a run. Their best running back is their quarterback in Houston. You are aware of that, Mr. Cabasa, aren't you? He's their best player, yeah. He's their best running back, too. It's remarkable. Now, you move to uh, long-distance information. You dial up Memphis, Tennessee. You like that old rock and roll segue there? It just came to my head. You like that? That was good. Yeah, that was real good. Does anyone know the song I'm talking about? Memphis, Tennessee, Chuck Berry song, circa 1956. I wasn't alive, but I know it. Johnny Rivers had a big hit with it. Any number of people sang it. Long distance information. Give me Memphis, Tennessee. I'm looking for a running back who's going to carry me in fantasy. Everyone likes the kid from Alabama, and the kid they got from the New England Patriots, Lewis, is just a bust. Now, do you like the running back out there for the Titans? Derrick Henry. Yes. Um, I, Crushed I, it I, last four. Wasn't he? He was just handed around. He was. He was. He was shipped he was, all over the league last year. He was. Uh, everybody he was the had guy him at one point. Cut. He yeah. was one of those guys that everyone cut, and if you took him for the last four weeks of the season and you made the fantasy playoffs, you got every chance that he won it for you. That's the fun part about happy scouting. He was doing nothing. I think like the team, like the Eagles, when they decide who their running back is, they're going to have the same – that sort of that guy could have that kind of Derrick Henry impact. Just happy scouting, right, America? Absolutely. So – 
Mr. Lewis, is he a guy that closed the season or is he the guy who started the season? What is your he probably going to be very polarizing as people come to draft. What's your personal opinion? What's uh, he going to do? What does the Cristal Cabasa ball say? I like I like their coach, Ohio State Buckeye. Um Mariota, you know, he's pretty much disappointed or been hurt for a long time. So, but yep. if, if Mariota can have a good year, then That's why not? Um, America, my personal opinion, Mar Marcus Mariota is going to be a bust. Mark Sanchez will have had a better career than Marcus Mariota. Thank you very much. Dude, he got Did you to you the two know? AFC championship games, man. Marcus Mariota and, can't stay on the field to get close to it. Did you know? And all you're going to do is say he was butt fumble guy, and he got you to two freaking AFC championship games. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was great. It was great. Butt fumble's one play. You know, it's, it looks nice on video, and it sounds pretty funny. It's butt fumble. You know, you can insert whatever sound effect you want right there. But the idea that Mariota is, is going to be a bust is one thing. Ryan Tannehill's the backup quarterback there for those taking notes. But in terms of Derrick Henry, did you know, Mr. Kilbasa, their Pro Bowl, I believe it was left tackle, was suspended for four games for drug violations. And oh, he will yeah. not play to start the season. Things you keep track of. Are the guys hurt? Are the guys suspended? How is the O-line? That's something we haven't spoken about a lot of. So with the, all those questions and an O-line with a Pro Bowler out, I'm going to say let Derrick Henry be someone else's problems until he proves it otherwise. I could be very wrong or I could be very right on this one. It's going to be – it's up to Mr. Henry. It would be interesting to see what goes on. I would think Lewis is somebody that um, you may find later in the season if Henry um, does not get her done or get her did, which depends what they say in that part of the world, then, um, you know, there's an option there. But I don't – I'm not a fan of the Titans. I just don't think they have the juice. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think they have the juice. Did but you, you know are, I still call you are, What's that? Go ahead. No, I still call them the Houston Oilers sometimes, but please continue. So do I, and that's fun. It's fun to call them the Oilers. Yeah. They they won't do it. Did you know that? They have such animosity that Houston will not allow them to wear the Oilers throwback stuff. That's funny. Yeah, it's not like Ohio that said, you know, the Ravens have to be a brand new team. We own everything, Cleveland. I wish America, were... I thought, I think the Oakland Raiders should do the same thing, but they didn't. You know, you're going to Vegas, call yourself something else. You're not the Oakland Raiders anymore. Didn't work that way, but so be it. We go out west to Oakland, and they have a rookie, what's his name? Jacobs from uh, Alabama again? Josh D Jacobs. He uh, allegedly is in line for a boatload of touches. And Chucky Gruden uh, has a way of getting things done. My curiosity is, can this young man Jacobs pass protect? The old Bill Parcells method. Running back is not playing till he could pick up the blitz. And that's what we're watching for in Oakland. And I'm going to, can I be bold here right now? Yeah. America? Oakland. They're going to shock the world this year, Oakland. And boy, oh boy, they could win the West. In their in their final year. In their final year. And everybody who spent uh, all that time hating on Chucky. 
are going to get it shoved right up the you, you know right what. up the right up the big black hole as they say. Yep. <laughs> Have you followed your astronomy uh, this week, Mister Kobasa? No. Is there something going on? They have discovered a black hole that is so massive that two of them are about to collide. And this will test if some of Einstein's theories from 110 years ago are actually like valid. Mm -hmm. Einstein's getting tested. In America, Johnny Kibasa's nickname on my phone is Einstein, just so you know. Just so you know. Now, in Kansas City... You got a Damian Williams character coming in to replace Mr. Hunt. And keeper. He's a keeper on my team. Keeper on my team. Keeper on my team. He's a keeper on your team because he's in an Andy Reid offense, and Andy Reid makes star running backs. Andy, Andy Reid's the greatest fantasy football coach I've seen. He just gets it done. It's fantastic. So, Mr. Williams would be on the list as well. Good call there, Mr. Cabasa. If you were to draft him, would you take him as your RB1 in the first round? Probably. Is this correct? Well, well, you take gonna... him like if you were if you were if you had the 7th pick in the first round. Would you take and all the other running backs, you know, that you may have liked may or may not be there as your one. You got faith that Damian Williams is going to carry you? Yeah, I mean, at least the top 10 I'm thinking the top 10, maybe the top 15 running backs are all going to be keepers. In our, where we play, perhaps, yeah. yes. But it's a big world and people people need to know. People need to listen. People need to know. Come on. So you like you like Mr. Williams in Kansas City. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah, and they, they I, also uh, got Ohio State Buckeye Carlos Hyde on the team now. <laughs> you know, I get the feeling Carlos Hyde was almost – a great pro football player and mm -hmm. with the way the running backs are treated these days, you know, he may have two good games and then he'll go back to being a guy who's been like four teams in three years. It's remarkable. I am. Um, I can see Kansas city sliding a little bit this year in the same reason I can see a little hype and hope in Oakland. I can be completely wrong, but I may be very right. We'll find out. I see How hype about... and hope. I see hype and hope in the New York Jets, and the New York Jets are going to turn some heads. I don't care what the Jets fans say. They're going to the Jets fans are going in humble, but and yeah, that, did, tur that did... turn of the that turn of the head might be uh, Mister Darnold's neck as he watches that pick six going back. Did I'll you, tell you what? did you see that Joe Willie's got a book out? <laughs> or what's this game? one about? I think it's called My Life in Four Quarters. That's nice. Yeah. Joe Willie said he was solved of head trauma by going in one of them oxygen chambers every day of his life, like like Bella Lugosi. Nice. Went into a coffin, like went into a coffin. That'd be pretty cool if it's true. Sign me up. Sandy, absolutely. You know, you keep your brain alive and the rest of the organism want to work or replaced or whatever the case is. You can live to be 112. That's cool. 120. The human condition says it's possible. I don't believe with environmental pollution and the crap we do to ourselves, it's really going to happen, but that's another story. The San Diego Chargers, with Melvin Gordon saying he's holding out. How do you approach that? We covered it. You don't. You bypass him. You let him go. You let him go. Let him 
I, I love him. And if he shows up for two weeks of camp, I'm probably going to get to, I'm, you know, I'm probably going to see more running back by committee in San Diego than I want to see if Gordon comes back. They have some kids who stepped up last year, Eckler and a rookie who played when Gordon was down. I believe San Diego sees the value in multiple backs. And I think Mr. Gordon screwed. And I'll give you one more. Is this the year Philip Rivers turns out to be 108 years old? Well, they've been saying done. that. Yeah, they've been saying that for five years. Hey, it's going to happen eventually. Yeah. You know, you fall off the, you know, there's a certain time where these quarterbacks fall off the table. He and made his run last year. I think that, that might have been his last gasp. Like, this is the year. He was like, this is, I got to do it this year. I got to do it this year. And of and he, course, he had that eighth child, and he's very busy right now. And what else mm -hmm. has he got? Yeah, I mean, he's got enough money for three generations of kids, so. Six, 12 generations of kids. Come on, man. That's a lot of Jack. A lot of Jack. Anyway. A lot of Pepper Jack. Oh, baby. On that cheeseburger. And that he has people cooking for him for because, you know, let's face it, it's Philip Rivers. So I'm kind of thinking the Chargers, similar to you, might take a little step back this year. They got a fine defense. But and other skill positions are there. But I'm concerned about a couple of these quarterbacks getting a little old, maybe a little too big. And the last team out west is the Denver Broncos, with Philip Lindsay, the undrafted free agent, available on everyone's fantasy football wire. And when you were smart enough to pick him up last year, did great things for you. Is coming off surgery, and the number one pick, I don't know what's his name, Royce something. What's his name out there in Denver? Royce Clayton? Royce no. Greenberg? No, that's that's Moshe uh, Greenberg's uh, brother. He's down the street. Yeah, there's an, there's an early pick in Denver. Um, I don't know what their situation is going to be. That's one worth monitoring. Royce Freeman. Ooh, that's his name. Um, if if things break, it could be just a straight timeshare in Denver. Therefore, not much fantasy value. Why, Misty? Why? Because you want your running backs to touch the ball 20-plus times a day, or on, on game days, rather, as possible. And that's the nature of it. 20-plus touches. And all the guys on my list will be there. Let's go to the most important, most drama-filled, near and dear to your heart, AFC North, Mr. Kilbach. And we're going to talk about running backs. Yep. All right? Could be the division with the best running backs in football. From in top to America's bottom. Team, on hashtag America's team, on hashtag the Cleveland Browns, Nick Chubb, number one. You draft him where? Right away? Soon First as you, round? As soon as you can get him. Hell yeah. As soon as you can, soon as you can get him. As soon as you can get him. America, that's a lock. You can be a hashtag America's team, hashtag Cleveland Browns fan or not. They're going to score some points this year, kids. I love that the doomsday people are saying they're the most overhyped team and the guy who couldn't be beat on Jeopardy agrees. Screw you guys. It is day one, 2019 for Hashtag America's team. You take Nick Chubb right away. Now, the other question is you got brother Duke Johnson who showed up to camp, may or may not move. You may take a little flyer and put Duke Johnson's on your team for the first eight weeks because eh, eh, because you went heavy on wide receivers and you don't have a running back. That's why. What do you do, 
Johnny Kilbasa with a man named Kareem Hunt in the draft? Do you take him and put him on your bench, or do you just wait to like week five and pick him up? No. What is your what is your fantasy football strategy with a guy like Kareem Hunt? Snatch and stash, snatch and stash. Okay. You burn it. Yeah. If he uh, if that's... he if he manages to make the team. <laughs> Are you out of your mind by saying that? Are you just being? Fun? No, I'm saying that you know if he gets in trouble again, it's over. Well, yes. Let's assume the best, shall we? Let's live for tomorrow. Well, let's let's live today and plan for tomorrow. Let's try that one. <laughs> and so you would take Kareem Hunt on your team and be happy, just put him on the bench, yes? Forget about him, yeah. America, that's not a bad strategy whatsoever. But you well, know, it's almost look- inevitable that he will he will come back and in the Second quarter of the second game, he's back. He pulls a hammy. And then he misses well, like four more weeks. And then if we make the playoffs, he comes back and gets like 30 yards. And then it'll well, be Kareem Hunt. That's, uh, that sounds like a long-suffering uh, manifestation of a Cleveland Browns. But then you keep him. Then you keep him after we win the Super Bowl. And then Chubb goes and signs a contract somewhere else. And then we come back defending champions with Kareem Hunt as our starting quarterback, fresh as a daisy. I believe more to the point, Nick Chubb shows up after eight weeks, contributes greatly, but takes some of Nick Chubb's thunder. And all of a sudden, you're riding high, riding high, and this all Chubb's cholesterol is high, and so am I. Because I got Nick Chubb through the first eight weeks, and I'm kicking ass, and all of a sudden, here comes Kareem Hunt. Oh, my goodness, Kareem Hunt just scored another touchdown. But the idea that the Cleveland Browns in December with both those running backs are going to be a completely dynamic football team and wear people out is my opinion on how it's going to shake down. We're going to run the T formation. Shit. We might run the wishbone. Can you imagine it's a nice snowy day in Ohio? Um, I spoke to uh, mother nature and she said, the weatherman's going to be in uh, just Calling for snow on football Sundays this year, America. I just want everyone to know that. It's another reason why running backs are going to be so important late in the season, by the way. It's going to be very snowy in Ohio. And I can see a scenario, first possession, first and 10 on the 32. Baker Mayfield threw a little love out there to your boy Landry. Eh, 12 yards, very nice. Next play, pitch right, Nick Chubb. 78 yards, touchdown. <laughs> Extra point is good. Seven nothing Cleveland. Your turn. Next play. Wait till you wait till wait till we get to the defenses and how high I got the Cleveland Browns defensive rated. <laughs> next play. Th- next series. Three and out. Punt. Lovely. What happens? What happens to the Cleveland Browns is they're gonna kill you. They are gonna score points on four out of seven possessions in that first game. Nick Chubb. Odell Beckham, my man, what's his name? Who's it? Who's my man? Javoris Landry. Uh, no, Big Chief, Big Chief Njoku. Oh, yeah. Excuse me, Big Chief. I'm sorry, David. Big Chief, I got it backwards there for a minute. Anyway, they got seven points, got the ball back. Nick Chubb is going to grind them. Now, you pull this scenario into week 10, 11, 12, when Mr. Hunt comes in on the third series and is unstoppable, where there's going to be 
so little difference between either guy that both running backs are going to be valid um, fantasy football options. The big concern is that they don't negate each other too much. And it might be a tough play moving forward. Just want to say that. Just need to hedge that. Let's go to um, Baltimore where the Ravens are going to allegedly really bring back the I formation and run it, run whatever Notre Dame ran in 1932. Oh, my goodness. They may run the ball more times in modern football history this year. What do you think about that, Mr. Kabbalah? Well, they probably should. Well, is in the modern game, now you're going against type because they're all passing teams. They're all passing teams. And the defenses may take a little while to be prepared to play against this, you know, 70% run teams. Can you imagine the Ravens run the ball 70% of the time? Oh, my goodness. Who's the new running back out there? Was that Justice Hill? No. Gus Edwards? No. <laughs> uh, you want a hint? Who? Mark Ingram. Oh, oh, oh I, yeah, things? yeah. No, I thought we. I, I thought we. <laughs> I thought you were talking about underneath him. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But it sounded pretty good. We were yeah. having fun with that there. There you go. <laughs> Mr. Ingram has been a yards per carry beastie. His average has stayed steady or climbed over the last few years. Mark Ingram could, if people overlook him like they they've done in the past. Now, granted, last year he suspended early. Um, for some, you know, for some reason or another. And I'm curious. I'm curious on how they're going to really treat, you know, how many touches is he going to get? There is every potential that in a run-heavy offense that doesn't pass, Mark Ingram's 25 touches a game could be good for like three and a half yards a carry, down from like four seven that he had with New Orleans. And that in my opinion, would be a fantasy football mistake. So America, I'm saying be very careful with that all-hype run team. And if Mark Ingram is on your team, I hope he's not your number one. I can tell you that much. After that, I wouldn't mind having him, but I got guys in front of him. Can we move on, please? There's only a couple of places to move on, and they both are ugly, that's for sure. The Cincinnati Bengals with an with an with a new coach, a new philosophy, the whole nine and the same quarterback and most of the same players. They got my man, um, Joe Mixon. And the reason I say America, my man, Joe Mixon, is because I am selling Joe Mixon so hard. So people think I'm going to draft him when I really want Devin Cook of the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> so you will hear me hype Mixon and hype Mixon and hype Mixon. I don't trust Cincinnati worth a damn. Let him be someone else's problem. As much as I like him, I think he's going to be someone else's problem for me drafting because he's not on my list. And we move right to the team downriver there, um, the Distillas, the Yinzers, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, they had a lovely story with the turmoil from Bell and Mr. Connor showing out and showing out and having a great year. Do you, Mr. Kilbasa, foresee the Pittsburgh Steelers having that same great year from, you know, John <sighs> Connor out there? It's always, you always want to say they're going to suck and they always, they start slow 
and then they pour it on towards the end of the year. They missed the playoffs last year, but man, you can't never you can't count them out as long as that is too dumb to hurt is still playing quarterback for them. Mr. Roethlisberger's getting up there in age too, you know. I know. We're hoping it's too much for him. And when the Browns go in there and win for the first time since I don't know, what was it, 2004 or something like that, then then we'll be talking about something. I uh America, I'm on record as saying this is the year uh Roethlisberger should have already been retired. America and Ben, I love you. I know you're listening, but brother, I told you this. I told you this a month and a half ago when we were playing golf. Brother, you should have retired. You looked at me funny then, but I could see that look in your eye. Ben, I'm telling America about that look in your eye. Oh my goodness, hey, America, they're done. You know what they he told? You know what he done. told you? He's like, dude, they're paying me so much money. I I don't care if I go out there and suck. I'm gonna try as hard as I can, but if it's over, I don't care because I'm gonna keep showing up and getting that paycheck as long as they'll have me. Well, some people know me as Coach Mishy, and quite frankly, Coach Mishy wants no part of those kind of characters. And that becomes, you know, then it becomes Ben was really the problem in the past, and then a little validation for Bell, maybe a little validation for Antonio Brown. I think the coach is going to be gone at the end of this year. I think the Steelers are going to win five games, and I am staying away from the Steelers running backs. And that's our NFL whip around preseason. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not done. I'm not done. I need. I need. I need to remind America of what we just said. Your full-time running backs were very questionable about Le'Veon Bell. However, I'm optimistic. I really like Leonard Fournette this year. I love Marion Mack this year. I am keeping my eye on Mr. Jacobs out there in Oakland to see if he can or can or not make make things happen. And again, I'm selling mixing hard because I want someone else to draft him in front of me because there's guys I like more. Fournette, Mack, Jacobs, Mr. Cook, Mr. Adams, Mr. Coleman, the guys from Seattle. Hank Cohen, I said him already, and Mr. Murray in New Orleans. That is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That is about nine running backs, America, that are on Michi's board, and Michi plays good fantasy football. Study your notes. Disagree with me. Call me out. We'll talk it through. But that's the way it's going to happen, Mr. Kabasa. because why? I'm Mishy, and I know these things. I don't get the name Mishy just by being a, being a putz. I get the name Mishy by being a running back, sleeping savant. And I find them every year, all the time. In America, I'm not just blowing smoke, although that is a smoke ring that just came out of my mouth. It's the way it's going to be. Mr. Kabasa, that is day one. Running back, fantasy football, scouting. Thank you. Thank you very much. Wow. You heard it here at the Sausage Hut. Some people take the summer off from fantasy football, but Mishy keeps training hard. He only works 364 days out of the year. He takes one day off. On, on his birthday. Happy birthday. I go to the doctor on my birthday. That's what you it's the only do. time I can remember to do it. Happy birthday. 
thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. I've been a. I've been 108 years old, and I stopped counting a long time ago. Absolutely. Mishy, let's call it a day, man. Well, I just I just needed to work through a few things, and we worked through the uh, running backs. Perhaps next time, I'll let you call the tune. We can go talk about quarterbacks. And we can talk about wide receivers. What do you think, Mr. Kabat? Hey, you're the best in the business when it comes to talking about that stuff, man. Well, I just kind of hang on for the ride, and I'm going to steal a championship this year. I, I, you know, Trick saying that song, I want you to want me and all that fun stuff. No, I want you to win a fantasy football championship. I want everybody and, to win. Well, it doesn't happen. See, see, that's just too Connecticut for me. I'm sorry. All right, but, man. Say goodbye to America, Michi. America, happy scouting. Thank you very much, Mr. Kabaka. All right, everybody. Happy football season. I know it's going to be a tough six weeks, but maybe we'll be here for you. We can't go. Maybe we can talk about football all day. But we'll ease it into it. Ease into it. Mishy's not easing into it. He's shoving it right in to football season. He's not stepping on the clutch. He's going right into fourth gear, fifth gear. But we'll see you sometime soon in the sausage hut, everybody. Happy scouting, America. Da 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 da